figured Danny I'd start this week off with a little jingle I came up with. Are you okay. ready for it? Okay, you shocked me there. Go for it. All right. Where in the world is Danny Wrench? I thought you were going to go, where in the world is Motsy San Diego? Like we were giving you a new nickname, Motsy San Diego. No, no, Dan- Danny San Diego. Danny San you Diego. You to be all over. <laughs> I am all over. This week I'm in the Dominican Republic. Um, for those of you who who uh, who don't know where that is, it's in the Caribbean. Not not pronounced Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney Disney ruined the way we pronounce the Caribbean. Um, anyway, but uh, I'm in the I'm in the DR for Chess.com's 2017 meetup. Uh, there's a hashtag Chess Meetup 2017 uh, for those who don't follow me on Twitter and. Honestly, it's insane, Mutz. We are, we are, there are so many people here. So many. We have just expanded the team so much in the last, in the last, you know, really several years. And, and, uh, in our keynote, Eric was making fun of himself for the meetup that we had five years ago was in New York, actually. And, um, or was it four years ago? Four year, four or five years ago, we were in New York and the team consisted of about 30 people. Um, and he said, you know, this is it. This is our team. This is the this is the team I envision taking us to the greater heights. And now we are at a hundred people. <laughs> oh wow! And um, and he's like, I'm not. Gonna, and the the funny thing is, he said that every year. The next year, he's like, you know, I thought we were done, but now we're at 45. Then the next year, he's like, you know, we're at almost 70 people. And now this year, we're uh, at 100 people. And so he he didn't say that this time. Um, but it's really exciting to get everybody here together. Uh, anybody who's curious about pictures or uh, see what's going on, you can find it on uh, find it on social media. But it's it's a big deal, I think, for for all of us because we we work remotely and you get to know all these people in Slack rooms and and um, and you know over email. But then all of a sudden you get to know somebody in person, and I think it really makes a difference in terms of your communication and all that stuff. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I. So, well, now that I kind of, it was funny when you're like, in case people don't know where it's at, like, as I literally was typing into Google, where is Dominican Republic? I was pretty, (laughs) in my mind, I'm pretty sure I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was close to it when we went to Cuba. It's next day. I was in my mind, I go, I'm pretty sure it's right next to Haiti. And it is right next to Haiti and Puerto Rico. Um, How is the area? Like, is it, is it, I mean, was, was, was Dominican Republic hit at all? Like, because I remember when you were telling me you were going down there and I just, I I was, saw your tweets about it. I go, I'll be interested just to see like how it is. I'm about to go to Mexico in a few weeks. I'm kind of curious how the area is recovering. So is uh, is it all okay here? Where we are on the island, um, yeah, and so the Dominican Republic and Haiti are actually basically the same island. They're just like literally cut in half, right? I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a border. Um, and we won't get into any of that. But where we are at is uh, Punta Cana, uh, P-U-N-T-A-C-A-N-A. And, and this area was was hit by tropical storms, but really nothing nothing harsh, really. Um, it um, You know, there, there's some shingles torn off the roof. They're doing a little bit of construction. But, I mean, honestly, we're here, and you would you would never know. Uh, other than we, if I didn't know about the hurricanes and actually looked up on the roof and saw what they were doing, they were fixing some of the, the shingle plates that were kind of, um, blown off. I, I would have assumed they were just doing remodeling. Um, so, you know, and who knows, I mean, do they, uh, obviously it's, you know, there's a big financial incentive, uh, you know, a big, a big part of, you know, the, um, 
you know, the islands, you know, tourist, tourist money is big, right? I mean, they don't really want to shut things down, even over hurricane season. And so I think getting these resorts back online and operating is really big for them. I mean, we have a, you know, a team of 100 people and this is an all-inclusive resort. So that's a paycheck. And so I think they're super motivated to recover. But if it was bad, they wouldn't have been able to recover like that. And I actually talked to some, some of the guys here and, and they said that they were, they were pretty lucky here. So... That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. So now let me yeah. get let me get this straight. So you know you know when I worked at a startup when I worked at Xamarin we did a um, we did a summit a summit if you will everything a, was a, a summit right a summit and we so every year you know we were the same way we grew we when I was employee sixty and by the time the acquisition we were three hundred and fifty people and we had rapid expansion and and I think the problem is is we were also a very spread out team we did have a San Francisco office and Boston office but that's about fifty percent of our employees were spread out all over the world. We had employees, right. I think, in 15 countries. I think chess.com is very similar, if not more countries, I, I assume. Uh, so what we did is it was the same thing. Our CEO and CTO and, and, and other co-founder, Joseph, they all decided that, okay, we need to get everyone together, right? And the very first summit was like 20 people. We need to get everyone together from the two different sides of the states and fly them in. Just get everyone, just get everyone in a room, right? Mm-hmm. And let people mingle, like set up activities and... Uh, and it was like a blast. It was so much fun because you felt so connected to your coworkers. Uh, and it was something I absolutely loved. And I don't really know if we do anything like that at Microsoft because we're so big. Because right? once mm-hmm. you get so big, how do you even pull off something like that? It's like, right. well, you got to fill up 18 football stadiums and try to yeah. have people mingling. That's not good. But is right. that what you guys are doing? So is like the outside chess community involved or is it just chess.com it's, it's just chess.com um Got and it. some some spouses uh it's optional people can bring their spouse and even some bring their kids and i'm i'm talking sort of quietly monotone i'm not the normal over the top danny passion itself partly that's because i'm using a travel mic and i'm worried that if i if i get too inflection if i show too much inflection here i'm gonna I'm trying to have a good audio. So for everyone at home, don't take that as like I'm I'm bored or anything like that. I'm 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 it is a super fun time and this has been Yeah, did, um, what? Danny's not sick. That's what, not, that's what everyone's si- probably okay. Exactly. Everyone's like, what's wrong with Danny? Did, did he get coffee today? <laughs> no, I'm I'm sitting here and um and just trying to not over... And also, you never know about the acoustics in a hotel room if I talk too loudly, whatever. Anyway, um, but yeah, so we, we have meetups. Uh, sorry, we have meetings typically in the morning. Like the first day, we kind of had Eric's keynote. And then um, I gave I gave kind of a talk on, on where we're headed in regards to, um, you know... It, you know, our, our, our events and our content and our goals on the web. And then Brennan gave a talk on analytics. So there were three of us that gave a talk. Um, Brennan is our, um, our COO, chief operations, our fine, our, our guy who his job is to always think about how to make more money. My job is how to always grow the company and, and do great events and, and provide great things for the chess community. And Eric's, you know, kind of steering the ship. And um, our CTO, Jay, actually also did kind of a fun thing where he did some chess.com trivia and kind of asked some old database questions that really only the developers could get. So that was actually really fun. Um, so, you know, and then everyone plays games. Uh, typically, the chess.com team engages in a in the ultimate game of lying manipulation and ultimately cutthroat behavior towards your employees, and that is Mafia. Um, oh, it's a yeah. very it's a very fun it's a very popular game in the chess.com world and everybody looks forward to it all year and um you know you get the big mouths like me who everybody always thinks is mafia even when they're not you know and then you've got people that are more quiet and um we've had some really really funny stories that have ended over late nights of 
maybe I want to say slightly too much alcohol and several games of Mafia and just some really funny stuff. So, um, but this year everybody brought different games. Last night I played a game called Coup. Have you played Coup? No, never heard of it. What that's what's so that about? So it's it's a little like Mafia in the sense that it's about sort of deceiving your opponents in terms of what you are, but it's it's really fun because it's faster. I mean, the one downside of Mafia, especially when I mean, we have multiple games of like twenty different people, and if you play Mafia and you have time for discussion, I mean, that's like a it, it's it can take two to three hours a game because um, because it just takes a while to like eliminate and and manipulate and and work through the you know the mind the minefield of, of what the mafia are doing and um for those who don't know how to play mafia go ahead wikipedia in fact i'll have we'll have a link here in the show notes you can look up how to play mafia but this is a very common there's a lot of games like this now there's one night werewolf there's one night vampire avalon is a game that's really popular and kind of has mafia tendencies but coup first time I've played it was a lot of fun and um, it's basically about bl- it's like bluffing meets mafia and you know you're sort of taking advantage of the statistics in the game meaning um, there's a limited number of characters and so if someone claims to be a character and takes an action based on that character then you're you're like okay do I really think this person's that character can I call their bluff maybe I have that character as well but maybe I don't right and so it's people sort of leveraging the I would say the statistical position of the game because people don't want to bluff you early on, right? They don't always know. But if you but if you let someone run away with it, like the more experienced players know to sort of pretend to be the Duke because the Duke is able to um, steal money and sort of get more money. And, and ultimately, you want to get money because coup is the only unstoppable action. When you get seven coins, you can coup someone, which means you basically just kill one of their cards. One of their characters oh, is okay. dead. Right, so it's right. so so it's a race and it's it's a race to get coins while you're bluffing your way to the top and and constantly kind of like trying to leverage your position against others and um it's really what you learn is that the most experienced players do like the most aggressive stuff and and you really ever never have any idea where they are but you're so scared to call their bluff um so that I won't go into all the things we do, but we play games. Obviously, we're on we're at a resort, so there's some beach time and there's some there's some pool time and um, um, and that's it. Like but no, that. it's a ton of fun. Yeah. It's something that we consider really important. And even as we've grown and these meetups have begun to cross, you know, begun to cross the line where it's um it's a big hit to the Q3 books. It's always in quarter three. You know, it's a it, it, it's it's a big expense for the company, um, but it's so worth it. And everybody here just like has a great time. And and there are like so many people that come up and tell us. I mean, Eric, you know, this is like highlight of their year, and it just it, it's awesome. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's- it's funny because sometimes from the outside, people can be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that a company would spend so much money on you know flying all these people in, doing this thing. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, these people don't get to see each other ever. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. all digital. Well, and, not like, only that, we don't spend. Benefit. I mean, how much money does Microsoft spend on overhead for your office building, right? A I mean, lot, yeah. We don't even lot, know the yeah. number, but it's probably in seven figures, right, a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of money. I mean, we don't, we don't have mm-hmm. that expense. So the other way to look at it yeah. is like it's a really cool sort of generous – and I'm not tooting my own horn, but it's a generous it's a generous gesture by the the ownership group of the company. Those of us who are fortunate enough to be shareholders, you know, I mean, because it's really it's just putting revenue uh, back into the employees and, and creating an opportunity. It's kind of like our, our company wide profit share program, which a lot of people don't know we have. But it's like we have a you know, and we it's just something it's a way to give back. And it's like, you know, we could easily not do a meetup. And it would save a lot of money, but not only is it something that, from the outside looking in, it actually is really valuable. We, I can tell you that a lot of meetings get done here, a lot of plans. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and so and a lot of FaceTime that's valuable, and then, and also, 
we're not spending a hundred thousand dollars a year on an office, you know? Um, yeah. So, so anyway. you can give back to the employees that are working from home. And yeah, it was the same way when we did our summits, it was, it was a chance for other people to present ideas and to do hackathons. But then yeah, we were in meetings like, you know, half the day and then other half was filled with activities. But you know, what's so funny, Papa Bear is that I knew that you liked board games, but I never really grasped the full, um, caliber if you will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh of of your passion for these different games and i've been getting you know heather and i've been getting more and more into these games it's funny that you mentioned like mafia and like werewolf and all these things and those are really good in big groups like we often find ourselves in smaller groups and we have a great friend sam and she is all about these board games mm-hmm. so and she's a great cook so she'll like invite us over for dinner which is like here's the best setup to have possible right you have a great friend and they're like, hey, come on over. I'm a great, amazing cook. Like, I'll just cook you not only dinner, mm-hmm. but I'll also cook you like a homemade pie, right? Right. And then then I've already picked out the board game that's only going to last, you know, th- up to an hour, right? So, like, you're you're in this time frame of, like, I, I got the time to get in and chat. We got the dinner. We got the the board game. Then we got dessert. What a great evening. Right. And we totally set this up. It's, it's happened a few times. It's absolutely delightful. And we played this game. And this is going to be a board game show, apparently. But we were playing this game. It is absolutely delightful. And I think your kids would love it. I, when we were playing it, I thought of you. Because it is it is an, it is an a collaborative, interactive, real-time board game. Okay. Wow. D- does that comprehend it's not, it all? So, so, it's, so it's not turn-based. It is not turn-based. So, so it's called Escape Zombie City. All right? Okay. And you have these tiles. And you start with five tiles down. And everyone's in the center. And everyone has five dice. And the dice has some icons like punch, run, scared, calm, or whatever. And they each do different things. And your idea is that you're, there's a zombie apocalypse coming, and the zombies are trying to r- head towards the church, which is what you're in. You're trying to get out, out of the city, so escape zombie city. We got to explore and find the exit, but you also have to gather supplies so you can escape the city together. So wow. everybody has five dice, and everybody, there's four people, and everyone rolls the dice at the same time. As fast as you can. And fast as you can. So you can move around the board, unlock new pieces, but zombies are spawning and you need to co- collaborate together. So often you'll pair up two and two and like, I'm going to grab this side of the board. We're going to grab this side of the board. But then sometimes you've already done with one board, one side of the board. So everyone rushes to the other side of the board and it's timed. So that's the other component too, is it's time to a soundtrack. So the soundtrack, this is crazy. I'm going to tell you, yeah. this is amazing. Is it so an app? This, like there's an app playing the soundtrack? There's an app or a YouTube or like a CD that it comes with. We just like stream right. the MP3. Okay. So you hit play and it's 18 minutes long and it's broken into six sections, right? Six minutes each. And in about five minutes and 50 seconds, a big gong comes out and you everyone has to rush back because the zombies are coming towards the church. Everyone has to rush back towards the church. And if you don't make it to the church in time because you have to roll pieces to move, you lose a piece, like a, a die, which is crazy, right? Oh my gosh, no, but yeah, this is yeah, amazing. It's, it's very intense, and that happens twice, and after the second one, you're supposed to all get in a van if you've unlocked it and found the exit, and then try to get out of the city together, and you have to kill any zombies that are in the way, and you have to collaborati- co- collaboratively, like, to get out of the city, everyone has to roll the same thing, like, together. It's really intense. It's like, and, and it's done in, like, 20 minutes, and, like, you either live or you die, right? So That's, that's everyone, so much fun. 
everybody lives or everybody dies. So it's one of those things where we all win or we all lose, but we all had fun. So it, it, that's super fun. Reminds me, the music or the soundtrack aspect of it uh, reminds me of One Night Werewolf, just only in the sense that One Night, One Night Werewolf comes with an app. And the app oh, yeah. um, has like kind of a thing that walks you through it. And, and um, each round, every round you play the app and it has music. It has like dark, creepy music playing and the guy kind of describing to you what each of the characters are doing that round. So that's, I mean, just as far as incorporating outside things. But I, I love that idea because it reminds me of, of an idea I had for chess. I wanted to do a variant that is not turn-based a timer mm. starts and everybody moves their pieces as fast as they can oh my gosh and you try to checkmate people and um and right now it was like sort of put off as like a variant i'm gonna bring it back up again here because um because i have everyone in person and sometimes it's hard to like explain your passion behind a new idea in an email when i'm like hey guys i had this but i did i had that idea like a year and a half ago i was like like what if we had a variant of chess where you just moved as fast as you could and and on online it would be a huge advantage to have better mouse speed but people can also play defensive moves so even if hikaru is like on the attack you can play it you can sort of make it turn base where you kind of see what they're doing but they're trying to be so fast that they're sort of like taking advantage of the situation right and it, it's crazy and it, it's not really the spirit of chess but anyway that's just an amazing variant because i actually i think that the idea of collaborative non-turn based board games is kind of a uh it's kind of what makes Avalon and One Night Werewolf and Mafia. I mean, even though people kind of take turns speaking just to not be sort of mean to each other, but basically it's it's a communal effort, right? And you're you're trying to achieve a goal uh, on on separate teams, you know. Um, anyway, well, it's a lot of fun. I got I, love I got some I got something I got something okay. for you. Ready? Okay. Because that var- variant sounds amazing. But are you ready for this yep. real time real time four player chess? <laughs> Real-time four-player chess. See, that's how then we take it to the level of insanity where, I mean, like, uh, yeah, the, the I already can say, and for those who are playing four-player chess, we know that it is. Uh, by the way, so at the meetup here, Dan, uh, one of our teammates, brought a an actual four-player chess board. Um, they make them. It's a rollout mat. Whoa. And, yeah, and you can play. It's exactly the game we have online. Um, and it's, um, um, anyway, so four-player chess is is a thing that I think is here to stay and it is nutty and fun and I actually reached my peak rating at four player chess last week of 1716 everybody but then um, I lost a couple games in a row and and so now I'm back to the mid 1600s but I'm uh, I continue to be an addict though admittedly I have not played a game here in the DR we've been we've been too busy and having too much fun so but okay let's fun, we're talking about me, but there's a lot going on with you as well. I'm the I'm the big traveler. I, I want to tell people where I'm going right after this because that's kind of fun. I think for a lot of our 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 listenership. Uh, yeah, but where's Papa you, Bear off to? Okay, you want to do that? Okay. Off to, uh, yeah. All right, so, this is all about Danny. This is all about no, Danny. <laughs> come on, it's not about Dan. Okay, fine. Okay, um, the. The 2017 TwitchCon is going on in L.A., and so right after Ooh, this meetup, nice. I'm actually flying directly to L.A. I'm pulling a Mots this week. You're going um, directly from the DR directly into into TwitchCon? That's crazy, I'm actually man. Exactly. Well, I'm actually doing a layover one night in Phoenix, but that's why, oh. that's why it's a true Mots, is because yeah. of the logistics of the situation, I actually couldn't get right to L.A. based on other things that we had going on, and so I, I'm flying into Phoenix, staying that I get in late, and then I'm getting up early and flying to L.A. Friday morning. Um, 
So I'm missing some of the pre, but the pre stuff activities is just all the late night parties and stuff, which you know I'm a I'm a married old man. I go to bed at nine if I if I can get away with it, you know. Um, so uh, but I'm going to TwitchCon, which is a big deal. And again, I've been saying this for a while. I think for those who pay close attention to our our speed chess championships and our pro chess league, that you know chess has a future as an esport. But I'm getting closer and closer to being able to just say that we are. We are in the midst of a of a renaissance for chess online, and this partnership that I've been sort of alluding to with Twitch is, uh, which is really Amazon now. It's one of the you know we always mm-hmm. joke Amazon, yeah. Apple, Google, Facebook, the big four in the world, really, um, big four tech. You know, so it's it's been a it's been a long process, lots of negotiations, um, but we are there will be some announcements very very soon on on what that means for the future of chess streaming and the support that we're going to provide for people who want to do it and sort of the um, the we'll call it new sources of support that will be coming into the chess world for even cooler esports style chess events. So we are, I'm just so excited. So I'm going there. I'm meeting with some people. Um, we've we uh, I'm, we're ho- the only reason it's not announced yet. All the all the deals are all the uh, details are worked out. It's just kind of about like signing on the dotted line. And apparently Amazon has a big legal team. But um, anyway, so we're we're really imagine, excited. Yeah. And um, and again, because you never know what's going to happen. We won't. I won't go into any more than that. But we, it, it will happen. We. Our incentives and Twitch Twitch's goals are really aligned, and it's just like the future of chess is just. It's I'm just so excited right now, being at this meetup and thinking about our relationship with Twitch, and it's just it's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited that you're excited. I'm, I you know, I I watched the last few Twitch cons. That's excited. I was trying to get in. I was trying to be a Twitch streamer. I'm just not that. I don't know. It's 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 people don't realize how hard it. I think we've talked about how hard it is to not only worry about the recording equipment, switch all the streams, pay attention to the chat, and then do what you're actually doing all at the same time is very complicated. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a skill. It's just like when I go up and I present. You know, it's it's not only presenting, but it's looking at the audience. It's knowing how to code at the same time, not making mistakes and proper you know grammar and and just all these little things. And it's even weirder because you have a whole real-time interaction the real-time like really throws it off i'm excited to see what you think of twitchcon because i go to pax every year which is very different and twitch has a booth there and i have a friend that works at twitch i keep just saying that he works at amazon but he says no i work at twitch and i go all right well oh, you know, okay. it's really amazon but <laughs> it's really amazon he's like yeah i know because he did work at amazon and then he just moved to, moved to twitch so he's like move next door but uh I, you know pax is really fun i'm the same way i don't go at any parties i'm, I'm just like whatever just show me what you got i'm gonna come mingle with some people and then play some games and I'm out of there, you know. So, but I'm excited to see how TwitchCon is because I've, like I said, a bunch of friends that work there. So, yeah, I've been I'm talking curious. Quite I, a bit I feel about like it. it's not quite my. I feel like it's not quite my arena, just because. Okay, I'm a chess guy and I'm a board game guy, but I've never. I mean, I'm here talking with people who are like so jealous, and they're like, "I'm like, all right, well, if this relationship goes off, I'll make sure that some of our developers who just like love Twitch, love the community, love video games, love first person shooter games. I've never played a first person shooter game that wasn't the original Halo mods. I mean, it's just not <laughs> yeah. something I, I've ever like been into, right? Okay, and I guess I played. Um, I played Rocket League with my kids. They have an Xbox and a Nintendo Wii because of Uncle Mott's. Um, so we have, you know, we play those games. And I love Smash Brothers and stuff. But it, but that, so that aspect of Twitch, I'm always like, this is a little bit out of my arena as far as why I'm here. But there's a, I am taking a couple team members with me because they gave us enough passes for kind of the people we wanted. They're going to be a part of a lot of the tech conference and uh, the tech 
whatever that is, like presentation and, and try to make sure that we're on the cutting edge of, of where people are going with stuff and, um, and, you know, ways to make everything, you know, the smoothest, most engaging shows possible. So, uh, but I'm basically there. That's I always awesome. feel that way. Like I have no purpose at these things. I walk around and then accidentally bump into conversations and then I have like two meetings scheduled and then that's it. But that's um, the way to do it. That's the way to yeah. do it. I'm excited for you. I think we're going to be passengers in the night almost because, yeah. well, you're probably going to be leaving. I don't know when you leave, but I'm leaving from California currently where I'm at. And I had the most craziest. I, I, this has never happened to me before. I was almost embarrassed. I almost didn't want to talk about it. Okay. But <laughs> I can't wait then. No, this is going to be good. Let's do it. So, do, like, if you re- – there's, like, these commercials from a long time ago where you have you have the, the guy or whatever, this famous guy, and he's, like, trying to make, make his flight. And right. he's like, oh, I'm just going to grab my, you know, suitcase out of the taxi, and then I'm just going to, like – jog you know r- like briskly like run through the airport like security's all like hey come on through you know you're late to the party uh, and then right. all of a sudden he just like he just like swooshes and everyone's happy to see him like well you right. made it john you can do it you can do it you got this you got like here's a coffee here's right. a coffee right <laughs> um let me remind the audience that this is not how that happens. And uh, this, like, I, for the first time ever, was actually worried about missing my flight uh, down here to Anaheim. And this has never happened before. I've missed one flight ever in my life, and I swore that I would never miss another flight again. So I always leave. I don't leave too early to the airport. It takes about 30 minutes to get to the airport via lift. And I leave about an hour and a half early because it gives me an hour. I have TSA pre, so it's like not a big deal. I have, I have time for coffee and there's free cheese right. from Beecher's Cheese that they have samples. I'm, like, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get coffee. I'm, I'm just going to be there, right? Now, if I'm running late, all right, maybe an hour 10. Then I'm going to cut it close. But 40 minutes, especially if I'm on Alaska or some other airline where I already have a seat reserved, not a big deal. So I leave hour and 20 minutes ahead of time. And it took me an hour to get to the airport. We, oh my gosh. Every, everything that could get in our way got in our way, right? right? So the, the first thing, we get in the lift and it won't navigate to the airport. So he's like, oh, I'm on the beta version of the Lyft driver app. I got to report this bug. So he reports the bug. I'm like, all right, no big deal. Takes up a few minutes, right? Takes up a minute or so. We get onto the highway, but now he's going on a different highway than the highway that I probably would have took, but they're about the same dime, so not a big deal. And sometimes this one's faster at this time of day. Now, I left at uh, at 1.30, right? So no traffic, not rush hour, not anything, because those I would have left really early. We get down off the, the first highway, and there's a train. Followed by... That is crossing the street. Followed by crossing ducks, followed by a man just really ironically pushing a, a cart of cabbages. Right. And then as soon as you think he's gone, a cabbage rolls out the back and you got to stop because he has to go back and get the cabbage. I mean, I, so I get it. All right. I'm following you. All those things happen. Classic, cla- classic situation, right? Cla- it's, right. it's, it's, uh, it's almost like predictable at this point. Like, of course, right. of course, there's a cabbage that's going to fall out. Right. <laughs> right. So that, that's like a 15 minute delay. And then we get to the airport and it's a 20 minute delay to go half a mile to drop me off. I could have walked faster, oh but he, there's gosh. nowhere to drop me off. I'm just like, what is going on? Right. So he's like, he's like, when does your, when does your flight take off? And I go, oh, in 25 minutes, they boarded 15 minutes ago. And, uh, he's like, oh man, he's like, I'm going to try to get up, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, he's, he's doing his best. Like it's not his, nothing is his fault. That's the thing. Right. Nothing is the driver's fault. Right. I get, so I get in there, he drops me off and, I'm like, all right, pre-check, let's do it. Not a lot of people. Well, first, there's a there's a, a an older couple in front of me, and they're like, oh, I think I have pre-check, but he doesn't have pre-check, but he's, he's like, you can't go. I'm like, let me get in the line, right? So I get in the line, all right? And then 
let me tell you how people don't know how to take off metal objects. Right. Oh my and I'm gosh. Just like, you right. know what I'm talking about. Like I'm sitting yep. there and I'm just ten minutes. It took me ten minutes to move five people. I'm just like, take off your shoes. Take right. off your earrings that are like <laughs> pure metal. But You're I going through the whole a metal of- detector. I thought TSA pre was you didn't have to do that stuff. I thought that was kind of the idea. Well, you still got to go through a metal detector. So if oh, your yeah, shoes, yeah. Yeah. if your shoes are, have metal stuff in it, just take them off. Like, but people had this big jewelry on. They had this, and then one person had um, like a, uh, a metal implant or like in his you know things in his knee or whatever. And oh he's gosh. like, oh, I'm going to go through the metal detector. I mean, why are you going to go through the metal? You know that right. it's not going to work. And then all of a sudden, you think you're done, and then Ice T comes up, and he's got 25 necklaces to take off. And exactly, you know. Okay, so what happened? So when you made it through security, were you on full out sprint to the to the door to the gate? So here's the here's the worst part. SeaTac Airport is divided into three terminals, and the only way to get to two of the terminal terminals is to take a shuttle. And of course, my flight was in one of those terminals where I had to take a shuttle. Oh my gosh! So here's and it is a busy day in the airport, and I have my backpack, I have my away travel bag, and I am running at my top speed, dipping and dodging children and, <laughs> and people with coffee. And old like, people, like, and then you catch a baby, like a mom falls and a baby pops out, right? And you catch oh the baby, God. and I got. <laughs> And so I'm run. I'm like running. I'm I'm taking stairs, right? I'm just like I don't need you escalator. Like mm-hmm. these stairs are faster. I'm like running down the stairs over here, and and then the. The, the classic situation comes, you get to the bottom of the stairs and the train is there and you're like, don't close the doors, right? And you're like running and you're like, you're like and I, I, I slide, I slide in, I slide right in. Did you Boom, really? I'm in. I sl- slid right in there. The doors were closing right. and you're like, and you're, there. I love that. Whoosh. I get in there, right? So I get to the door and now, now I'm like going up and of course, literally the gate is as far away as humanly possible from right. the stairs that I just ran up and I don't run upstairs often with a huge suitcase and a backpack and I'm running, running, running. And then I get there and like, d- just, there's no one high-fiving you. There's mm-hmm. no one happy to see you. Right. The, the door was open and I got right. in and I'm, I'm walking onto the plane and I am, I am sweating I am panting uh-huh. profusely because I'm so right. out of shape. I'm not crossfitting, <laughs> right? And again, I'm not used to like running. It's it's like if if you were if you were uh, on a normal day, like hey Danny, just take this big uh, tire that you usually flip, right. you know, when you're exercising, and just run around with this for 20 minutes. Right, right. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be not too happy about it. So right. So I. I get to the gate and I scan my pass. I get in, right? I had like five minutes to spare, I would say, but you know, it was pretty tight. And I go, can I get, I was like, I was like, I just ran through the airport. Like I was blah, blah, blah. And like to the lady, I was like, can I get a bottle, bottle of water or something? And, and the lady's like, she pulls out the drawer. She's thinking about it, right? She's, she, the flight attendant, she pulls out the drawer and there's like a hundred bottles of water. And then she closes it, and she's like, oh, I don't know if I can, because those are for first class. So I have to see if we're allowed to. And then oh, if we are... My God. Right. I'm just like, what are you... Are you are like, I'm like, I just want any... Like, you, you're not going to... I've been in first class via free upgrades. You're not going to go through any of these waters, because they're only for pre-flight. And I'm just like, oh, because I didn't have time to stop at Hudson News and pick up a, a water. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, that's my story of getting to Anaheim. And it was terrible, and and, but I made it. And you're sticking to it. That's your story, mm-hmm. and you're sticking to it. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's crazy, man. I've had I've had a couple I've had a couple of we'll call it near uh near near missed flight experiences 
Um, and uh, but nothing, nothing like that close to that as you described the crazy commercial where you know drama is added, but you know the whole time it's always going to work out. Like you don't know it's going to work out. Uh, I told yeah. my laptop got stolen story, but yep. that was a, that that was a different type of drama going through the the JFK airport with with a police officer looking for. For somebody who we saw in a security cam. Speaking of airports that put terminals at the end of a really, really long thing with like no moving escalators, the San Jose International Airport is one of those where like when you walk through, if you are not one of the first gates, like I swear every time I fly Southwest, they, which I, which I used to do a lot, right? When, you know, when the company was smaller and Danny was going from Phoenix up to the Bay Area to meet with Eric and Jay regularly. Um, the San Jose airport, you have to walk a long ways to get to the other end of it with no, there are no fast moving options. Um, anyway, sorry, that just popped in my head, but well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad that, you know, you know, uh, that nothing, nothing too terrible happened to you on the, uh, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. Well, let, let me, I want to, I want to tell the story. I, I, no listeners wrote in, but I have a I have a story about Microsoft that I promised to tell. And even though I'm in the Dominican, it still makes me I'm still thinking about it. So All right, hit me. I'm ready. I've been but, waiting all week, by the way, for this. I know. People you and and Kelly Palmer and all of our listeners have been on the edge of their seat. What is Danny's Microsoft story? So And I went back, back actually in, I went I went back to to listen to last week's episode because it was a new format. I was like, I'm gonna listen Again, because I already already listened when I edited, and, I was, and then I got to that part. I was just like, "That son of a b." He just like he held back, he held <laughs> right, back. This, this, but he just he Tarantinoed it, and now I'm like, yep. I gotta wait a whole week just to talk to him. Yep. Anyways, hit me. I'm so, ready. I'm ready for the ridiculous. I and it's it, it's. It feels less cool now that um, not just because I've, I've built it up for a week of hype, but because there's been several years since this happened. Um, but so there was in the beginning, back in the beginning, there were um, domain names. Okay, since and people, the dawn of man, since the dawn of man, there was website addresses, and the so we know famous stories like Nissan.com. Maybe some of you listeners listening maybe don't know this, but if you go to Nissan.com, it's Nissan Computer Repair. This guy, I'm pretty sure his name is like Steve Nissan or something. Like, but this guy lives in Chicago. He never sold out the Nissan name, and despite legal pressure, uh, despite. Uh, offers to buy the domain for what were, I'm pretty sure, like north of $10 million, whatever Nissan could get. So now, if you didn't know this, uh, our our dear listeners, now anytime you see your local Nissan dealer advertising, you're going to notice it's things like Power Nissan, Westside Nissan. It's something Nissan.com that is not Nissan.com. And um, that was one of those success stories where somebody won the battle against a big company, and it's because he was able to leverage that, one, he was using the name in a real way um and two uh he had it before they got it right but there have been others who like there were there's a story of the guy who bought like pepsi in numerous other languages just bought pepsi and he lost the battle with the ICANN, um which is you know sort of this uh ICANN is the the organization that sort of governs uh you know domain names like they are real estate property right but it's sort of the legal entity that has the kind of decided all these rules again for those who don't know what the i-c-a-n-n is um the um so so there's all this stuff and I think at a certain point people started learning the value of just a pure domain name like chess.com right in your market the simpler it is the easier it is to find and so I was a young I was a young buck and I um was buying domain names for what was going to be my own company um I bought chesscoaching.com uh, I I was 
during during when I transitioned from being a professional player really into not just a professional coach because I was already coaching but uh, you know running tournaments American chess events was my LLC American chess.net is still live but uh, dear dear Lord please don't go there it's just it's old and um, going there right now it's it's oh gosh it's horrible Um, I have it you know it's terrible but I used to the color scheme itself makes me want to you know shoot myself anyway let's say oh my goodness Um, oh don't don't do it to me I know orange and blue what were you thinking danny what was this phase right it's like a weird facial hair phase that you look back and you're like who let me who let me take family photos with that mustache like who was responsible for this travesty right (laughs) anyway so i was doing all this and at certain point i i um i had some health issues i think i've talked before i had a bunch of ear surgeries and uh, maybe i'll share a link to my story on the kind of where i i had some health issues take me even more into i'm going to be a professional not necessarily a player and i I took all the Google Analytics courses, okay? I learned about what the web was, what made the web tick. You know, I, I learned about SEO and traffic, and I, I, I watched, like, you know, 30 hours of videos on Google where they used to have just, like, here's how you leverage AdWords. And I, you know, took all I, – I learned all this stuff, and I – um, and I was still a chess pro, and I learned, okay, well, you got to have a good domain name. I wonder if anybody bought chess.com. Nobody cares about chess. Okay, sure enough, <laughs> it was literally like three months after Eric and Jay had just like got the domain in like a uh, bankruptcy auction. So that that's a funny thing as far as the serendipity of fate would have it. I mean, like, I won't even get in that whole story will take forever of how we came full circle. But I ended up, you know, getting several very good domains, including chesscoaching.com. Uh, I got chesslive.com. Um, I, I, I got, I got, Chess, chessface.com because I was thinking about Facebook and like it was going to be social. I, I bought, I went domain crazy on like this oh, yeah, sort of small business loan. Yeah. And one of the ones I bought because I, I was sure that my, I had this crazy idea that there would be live chess shows. And that people would lo- use um, the internet to have uh, not just like li- live lessons, because I was already doing lessons like over Skype and calls, but um, I even used to do phone call lessons like over speakerphone, and we would each have a, just a, a physical chessboard in front of us. Um, this is how old school it was, but I, I was sure that you know there would be like you know interactive group sessions, and that was how I was going to scale it. Instead of me doing these single lessons for seventy five dollars an hour, which is good, I'm going to do you know a hundred people in the room for fifteen yeah. bucks and do Makes an sense. hour. Makes sense. So I bought I bought I bought Chess Skype and I bought Chess Dash Skype. I bought several versions of Chess Skype, which. Skype itself is simply a made-up name. I, I There's no way I can use it and say that it's not directly referring to what people associate with web calling, right? Like web. Was this before or after Skype? It was after Skype. Oh, okay, but got again, it. I already Tarantinoed this. I already Tarantinoed this. I won this battle with Microsoft. Now, so this is now I've got you on the edge of the seat, right? How did I maintain these names? So here's what happened. So it gets you ready. Okay, I, I'm I just right, want to make right. sure you're nervous. You're nervous. So um, the. Uh, you know, a year goes by, whatever, and I've got these domains. I'm mainly operating that I'm building out Chess Live, I think I chose, or ChessCoaching.com, I, one of those, and working with this company who I will not name because they ended up doing a terrible job and fired them and ended up just walking away with a ton of debt that I only recently paid off in the last couple of years, my small business loan, because I eventually had to tuck my tail between my legs and go go join Chess.com. But anyway, regardless of all that, I um, at some point got contacted 
because in that time, Microsoft acquired Skype. Remember, Skype was its own company, right? Microsoft acquired them. We could probably Google the year, but that that year was when Microsoft acquired them, and I got contacted by Microsoft's legal team. Um, like it was just it was like an official letter in the mail, um, and then there was like a notification. I don't know how they have the power to like put like something on on GoDaddy or something. Like I, I basically got notified also via email. Um, they got you know the information of who owned it, and they. They, they basically put like a cease and, you know, cease and desist, you know, on, on the domain. I couldn't use it. And not only that, I needed to give it back to them, right? Whoa. Because any version of Skype. Now, at this time, I started looking around. At this time, there was big plans to turn Skype into like, they wanted to do more gaming. They wanted to do more like online stuff where people could play like quick fun games on Skype. And one of the games that you'd be able to play on Skype with someone you're in a call with was supposed to be chess. There was also poker and there was all, there was these little games and they would, they were like, there was stuff about this on the web. Like there was going to be, you know, games on Skype. So it would be like, you know, you have like your game store now on Apple and you can connect with people and play little games PC to PC. Um, they ended up, Microsoft never ended up doing that. I, I, maybe that was because they went the Windows 10 App Store. I don't know. But they said, like, this is part of, like, you know, the, the, I owed them the domain. And I was getting bullied around back and forth with emails. But, you know, I basically had no defense. Um, but then I invented and created, like, a small branding thing that Skype became the Scholastic Kings Youth Program for Education. Help your child become a king in the classroom and on the chessboard. Genius. Genius. I invented an acronym for Skype. Scholastic Kings Youth Program for Education. It makes sense. It all makes sense. And it makes sense, right? And so I was I was this close to selling them the domain, and I got advice from somebody to do that. I was like, "All right, I'm going to give them," but the, the sale wasn't anything. They weren't they weren't offering to buy it for any kind of like thousands of dollars that would have helped me. Like, give it to they me. They just they just wanted it. They're going to bully me for it or take me to court. And um, but I knew that I could probably get away with it when as soon as I said, "Well, you guys got to at least tra- you guys got to at least pay me like the fees that I've had since I bought this domain or whatever. You got to reimburse me like seventy bucks or." something right yeah um and they right they instantly paypal'd me and i was like hmm right so then i'm talking to this guy a friend of mine who gave me advice he's like no just invent an acronym and like claim like he's like it would be it would be silly for you to do that and it really could be worth something and whatever and so i wrote back to them and and made you know made up some documents that this was it and i never heard from them again and i still have the domain now, I'm never going to launch the Scholastic Kings Youth Program for Education, but I even came up with a business model. It would be a place you could go to as a chess parent and type in your zip code, and we would have like our own algorithm that was like an Angie's list, and it would mm. rank all the best scholastic chess programs in your area. I actually had a model for this. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to launch Chess Skype, and it's going to be this thing where people can look for um, anyway, so that was the entrepreneur in Danny who was not only running a failing chess design business that, like I said, landed me in debt. I was in conversations with Microsoft. Um, it was a rough time in my life, and uh, thankfully, chess.com bailed me out. So there you go. That's crazy. That is amazing. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Right? I mean, that's it's okay. It's not, it's just a funny, funny thing with my funny to have that sort of interaction even happen. Not many people have a like a domain argument, you know. And mine, of course, was sort of silly because, in hindsight, knowing what I know now, I think chess Skype is kind of stupid. I don't think I could ever like use the term Skype to do live chess interaction, but I did win the battle with Microsoft by using the acronym workaround of, you know, like if I stole, if you stole another made up word, like you can't do that, right? You yeah, can't you take can't a made up that, word yeah. that describes a product like Pepsi, you know. Um, but in this case, 
it actually worked. And uh, there you go. So hope to hear in from some fans about that one, everybody. Let me know if uh, you've got a crazier story, actually, because uh, um, anyway, that's it. Sorry if I let everybody down. That was a week of hype for nothing. But uh, there we go. And we do have some listener feedback this week. Speaking of my call to action for people to tell me just how stupid that story was. Do we want to give everybody do you want to give everybody the big news about our about our um, super fan our, our super fan? Yeah, super fan, you know, Kelly Palmer, uh, super fan of the show. Uh, yeah, he confirmed. Not that it matters, by the way. I want to say that it, more out of curiosity. It doesn't matter. We, because I think what, what we always do is when we usually people have the context of we know uh, the individual is is male or female. Again, not that it matters, but it, it, right. it makes sure that we don't use the wrong word. Right. And, and also, if, by if the Cal- way, if anyone wants to name their girl like Gary or Chad. I also have there's no issues with that either. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go for it. Yeah, go exactly. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> go uh, for it. but but it's it's also it also is bad when I when we when we don't have we just have a user's alias we're like them, you know, we don't really have a context. I know it's a kind of old way of thinking, but I don't know, it's still how people talk, I guess. But anyways, Kelly has confirmed because Kelly lives in in the Washington area. But if you remember, Kelly had written in in the past about trying to get OTB tournaments and things like that, and still can't can't find them apparently. Um, but yeah, Kelly, we can uh, can confirm uh, Kelly uh, is a man, and uh, that now we were correct in saying he and not she, and then we're good. So there's no- but but it gets better, right? He says, "Yes, I am a guy just turned 48. Would rather be Danny's new 32." But yeah. the funny thing is, his chess.com username would have solved all of this. Yes, if he, if, if Kelly just would have said that, <laughs> if we his- had just known it, his chess.com username is mancave29. So, I mean, I guess it would have been a leap for us to continue to be sort of gender confused about Kelly's name after that. But <laughs> I just thought that that was a really funny twist to the end of this entire completely ridiculous Danny's really worried about Kelly's gender um, <laughs> with the fact that his username is Mancave29. By the way, he is a Diamond member. Uh, so I'm Mancave29. I'm a Diamond member. I love the site. I learn a ton from Mots as I'm old enough uh, to be a tech dummy. And he's working on his coffee game. So it's just like it brings everything full circle with Mr. Palmer. Um, and uh, go ahead and let us know what his update was regarding tournaments in the area. Yeah, you know, it's it's so weird because I, I, I haven't even looked for OTB tournaments. It's over the board. For people, yeah. for new people, yeah, yeah. you don't know. You don't speak. Fr- don't speak French. Exactly. OTBs uh, in the Seattle Tacoma area. I think he's down in Tacoma. That's far away. Um, but I was interested because he like emailed a few people. But I would say if anyone's ever in downtown Seattle, just hit me up on Twitter. I'll I'll meet you in downtown Seattle, which is very far away from my home, and I'll bring a travel chessboard, um, and we can get coffee and then play chess, and you can beat me. Um, that that's always up on the table. I, I I've I've done that before with with people, not chess, but like like hey, you want to like grab a coffee, do whatever, and I made some really good friends, just like random random people. It seems creepy, right? But like usually people are okay. Usually people are okay. That's what I've. That's what I've just distinguished in life, Danny. In the general terms of things, people are pretty good. I'm not going to mm-hmm. like take you anywhere close to where I live, but like right. I'll meet you in downtown Seattle, right? You know what right. I mean? Uh, which is pretty pretty cool. No, I've had, I've had that experience and and do regularly actually. Um, and uh, would try. In fact, no, I won't go into this one. No, I don't want to leave another hanger. But we're we're think- I'm thinking about even meeting some of our. Uh, members in person that are particularly um, frustrated by a couple things and what company would send um, 
you know, their whatever, their their VP of whatever I am uh, to like meet you in person to iron out some of these issues. Um, anyway, that's how much we care about our members, but I won't get into all that or mention specifics. But I will say this, reading Kelly's full uh, feedback here, he actually said something at the end, which makes me know that he really is an active user and reader of, of some of the work I do. He, he said, next time a director gives you grief, Danny, feel free to mention that. Have we ever talked about my my experience on site when I was literally the chess director of the movie uh, Life of a King? With no, Cuba I've, Jr.? I've always wanted to because I was so interested about it. Because I remember really? you telling me in person. Are you being serious? I can never tell the sarcasm that you're I, giving me. I feel like this is like this all like superstar moment, right? Like they literally brought you in to be this right. master, this this international Wait, are, master. Are you still being sarcastic? No, I'm, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> okay, I'm I being dead. Tell, I, I, I'm not joking. I'm not. I am not. I am not joking at all because I thought it was super cool. I remember you telling me this, and I was like blown away because we have talked before about chess movies in general. But um, yeah, I was let's, let's again. Let's leave another teaser. You know what we just did? We just left another teaser. We might as well drop the mic. We finished two episodes in a row with hear the full story. Of of how it went down, how uh, little old Danny Wrench from a small town, nothing but a humble chess beginning, uh, ends up in Hollywood, uh, not only helping to direct uh, chess scenes, but teaser, I was called a an explicitive by the director for yelling cut myself one time, <laughs> and, and Cuba Gooding, Cuba was on my side, and scene. Okay, not only that, we like to keep our stuff PG, everybody, but if I'm going to tell Cuba's story when we were teaching him chess, because we actually taught him chess so that he could, you know, do his thing on on the camera, um, got to do a private lesson with him, Um, uh, he's an interesting character. He's more, let's say he's more like kind of like gangster in real life than any of his characters I've ever seen, probably besides Jerry Maguire. Um, like he's, he's usually, I usually consider him like kind of soft spoken and reserved in so many of his roles. Um, but he's just very charismatic, really controls the room and, um, was a little more kind of boisterous and used a little more potty language than I would have normally thought possible. So we'll have some fun. I'm going to tell this story next week and just know, and if you haven't checked out life of a King, actually homework assignment listeners, go watch life of a King. We're going to leave a link to it. Um, that was the movie that I actually have a cameo in it. What was going on with my hair? We will discuss that and more in next week's coffee house blunders there we go right look at that that and more what was going on with my hair (laughs) oh my goodness all right buddy well as as always an honor and a privilege on this side of the microphone i miss you have safe travels and i'll talk to you next week likewise love you love you too